From now until Halloween, this podcast is brought to you in part by a major contributor to the Halloween holiday, the number one supplier of the best Halloween masks on the market. Since 1982, our sponsor has been hand-making these legendary masks, and they say that this year will be their most important yet. They wanted me to tell all of you ghoulies and ghosties out there in podcast land, if you own one of their terrifying masks, hurry home after trick-or-treating for a big giveaway. I hear that this is the biggest giveaway the company has done yet, and for some reason, the company stressed to me that I wear my own mask while I play this jingle. Something about an experimental test run before the big giveaway? Sounds a little kooky, but I'm game. Enjoy the jingle, and remember, it's almost time. Almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy Happy Halloween! punctured after driving over a bar of silver. What? <laughs> Those things ain't just laying around. Okay. This is in Kingston, wherever that is. Tommy Sondy. I like his name. Tommy Sondy. Tommy Sondy. Tommy Sondy. You hear my cat going nuts back there? Oh my God, I just let him out. Now he wants back in. Well, I guess uh, on this episode of No Disclosure, you're going to hear the soothing sounds of a big baby cat 20 pounds that thinks he's a kitten, meowing at the door. That guy's got some lungs on him. Anyway, Tommy Sondy was just driving along when he struck silver. <laughs> Literally. Sondy was heading into Kingston on Highway 2 around 8 p.m. Monday, just east of, oh, Canadian Forces Base Kingston, when he hit something on the road. I knew right away that the tire was blown, he said. I pulled over to the side, and you know, I saw it. Okay, I need to get that fixed. And afterwards, I went just out of curiosity, look and see what I hit. Maybe it was off the road when, uh, you know, while, what was waiting for him in the middle of the road was a 100-ounce bar of silver. What the hell? <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? I couldn't believe it did that to my tire, he said. It must have hit it at a weird angle. Yeah, it must have. 0.999 silver, by the way. That's not normal. Thing weighed about five or six pounds. Very heavy. On Friday... Silver was selling for a little more than $26 an ounce, so this little bar is worth more than $2,600. Turned it over to the Kingston police on Thursday. Did the right thing. It's kind of odd, <laughs> right? Well, anyway, the police are going to contact detectives to see if there's any open investigations pertaining to it. From there, they'll probably, if there's nothing, they'll contact the Mint, give them the number that's stamped on the bar to see where it may have come from, and just do some investigation legwork, try to figure where the hell this thing came from. If the rightful owner of the silver bar cannot be found, it will likely be put up for auction. Oh, come on. Give me a fucking break. Give it to the guy that found it. What's wrong with you? Jeez, man. 
For Sandy, he said he would like to see the silver return to its rightful owner, even if all he's left with is a good story to tell in an upcoming bill for the replacement of not one, but two tires. Wow. Hope for humanity there. Nice guy. Beautiful smile. Looks like butters, all grown up. But anyway, <laughs> welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is where we go on the news and see what's happening in the world, all right? This podcast is where we... What? I fucked up the intro. What is, how does it go? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. It's going to be one of those mornings. Did you hear me there? I just completely trailed off. I don't know what the hell happened. I'm hitting 40, guys. It's going to, right? Welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Prevail Guitar Works and DistroKid derailed. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys and the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. Only been saying that for what, four seasons? Five? And I screw it up. That's great. So, anyway, this is from CNN. I'm not going to cut anyway. Rats with backpacks could help rescue earthquake survivors. How? <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, wait, I'm starting to get a gist here. They got little cameras on them. So not only will you get rescued from a building, it's cute too. Buildings don't collapse very often, but when they do, it's catastrophic for those trapped inside. Natural disasters like earthquakes, hurricanes, and new Celine Dion albums can level entire towns. And for the search and rescue teams trying to find survivors, it is painstaking. But an unlikely savior is being trained to help out. La Rata. This project, conceived of by Belgian nonprofit APOPO, Apple, is killing, uh, killing, no kidding. Oh my God. Maybe we just need to stop. Is kidding out rodents. I've never seen, okay, in my defense, I've never, I don't even know what the word kitting means, okay? Maybe they meant to say fitting, and CNN just, I don't know, their editor was off that day, taking a nap, whacking off in the back room. I don't know. It, maybe it should say fitting. Because I saw it as killing. My brain turned it into another word. Fitting rodents with tiny high-tech backpacks to help first responders search for survivors among rubble and disaster zones. Smart. Rats are very curious. They like to explore. That is key for search and rescue. I agree. In addition to their adventurous spirit, their small size and excellent sense of smell make rats perfect for locating things in tight spaces. Yes, yes, yes. This is a really cool idea. I'm kind of amazed that we did not think of this before. So yeah, they got little suits on. <laughs> they look like little uh, little SWAT team members. I like it. So you get rescued, and you see something cray-cray adorbs. If you're walking, your foot is going to be still every step or so. That's when you can recalibrate with the rats. They're trying to find out how to recalibrate the cameras on the fly, because rats are very, very movie, very fast. They're working on it. But this is awesome. How do they do this? They create levels to mimic multiple floors of a collapsed building and move closer to real-world scenario, real scenarios is what they're working on. Once the rats are confident in more complex environments, the project will move to Turkey, where GEA is based, to further preparation in more realistic environments. If that goes well, the rats would potentially enter real-life situations. That is fascinating. They got little cameras on them. Oh, they're so cute, cute. Little rats, little cameras rescuing people. I'm all for it. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel good in my pants. Little rats and little camera. Oh, I just want to give them kisses. Shut up. Rats are adorable. This is from Archeo, Archeo News. Never been on this website before. Anyway, Thor's Hammer amulet discovered in Sweden. Yes, 
Thor's hammer, Thor's hammer, Thor's hammer amulet discovered in Sweden. Fuck. Archaeologists have unearthed the Thor's hammer amulet, which they call one of a kind in Isby and southwestern Sweden's Holland province. The hammer was discovered near a future housing development site. Previous excavations at the site uncovered Neolithic and Iron Age artifacts, but this is the first Viking-era artifact discovered there. It's also the first Thor's hammer amulet discovered in Holland, making it possibly the oldest. Norse mythology, we all know who Thor is, damn it. The amulet was known as Mjolnir. Thor used the weapon to protect his home, Asgard, from giants, as we know. This amulet dates back to the late 10th century, three centimeters long, cast in lead in the stylized shape that represents Thor's dwarf-crafted hammer. It has a hole in the shaft through which a string or a tie of some kind was threaded through it so it could be worn as a pendant. That is freaking awesome. Interlacing pattern is engraved on one side of the hammer's head. Thor's hammer. Cool. That is neat looking, man. I would wear that shit. I dig it. Archaeologists, uh, they surmise that the hammer was worn around the neck as a protective amulet. The hammer was associated with protective powers during the Viking Age due to its status as a weapon of one of the strongest Norse gods. They were popular Viking-era accessories worn as amulets, calling on Thor's protective power to ward off, you know, danger, drought, evil, new Celine Dion albums. The Holland area was beginning to convert to Christianity at the time this thing was worn. A pendant like this had religious significance beyond its purported warding powers because it's an unmistakable symbol of adherence to form... I'm, I'm going to fuck this up. Form cider, sitter, sitter, right? The, uh, the way of the traditional Nordic gods. I'm going to get fucking calls about that. Rather than the new way of Christianity. That is amazing. That's fucking cool looking too. I would wear that shit. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know if my Christian brethren would uh, smile kindly upon that. I'm not sure. I'll wear it under my shirt. Or I can just, you know, wear it as uh, not religious significance, just as a piece of fucking history. So I'm going to go steal that shit and wear it. This is from the Huffle Puffleton. Yeah, Huffington Post. We haven't been here in a while. A woman escapes bear attack by punching it in the face. <laughs> Damn, you must have a hell of a right hook, lady. A Washington State woman escaped a bear attack outside her home with injuries on Saturday morning after she hit it in the face. The, <laughs> the unnamed woman in Leavenworth was charged by an adult female black bear after she was letting her dog out, the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife said in a statement. She sustained non-life-threatening injuries, was taken to an area hospital. The bear was killed later that morning by wildlife officers. Two cubs were captured and taken to a wildlife rehabilitation facility. State wildlife biologist name, not gonna, not even going to fucking try that, told Seattle's King TV that the woman made the right call by attacking the bear after she was knocked to the ground. But I was, I'm going to say again, oh my God, strongest guy I've ever seen. Go hit that bear. Strongest guy I've ever seen be like, no, fuck you. I'm not hitting that shit. That's not going to do anything. Mike Tyson hit a bear. The bear just flinch and then eat Michael, you know, eat fucking Mike with a smile on its face. This woman beat the shit out of a bear. That's awesome. <laughs> she didn't see it coming, so she could not make herself big, clap her hands, you know, yell at the bear, wave her arms. The uh, most elegant way to die by bear attack, as they say. Those uh, are the things we usually tell people to do. So when the coroner comes and finds all your pieces and they can tell that you were trying to make yourself big, yelling and screaming, they can laugh at you. If the bear knocks you down, then yeah, your solution is to fight. Well, yeah, because you're fucked at that point. What are you going to do? You know, just piss your pants and scream? You just, you know, you fight that damn bear as hard as you can because you know you're dead. You're done. 
Coffee. Ah, hit it in just uh, hit it in just the right spot. She punched it square in the fucking nose. And she just turned around, popped it right in the nose. The woman reportedly told authorities after she socked the bear, it shook and took off. <laughs> wow. Wildlife officials said the bear was put down because it was extremely overweight, indicating it had likely been eating leftovers from trash wandered way too close to humans. I don't agree with the killing of the bear. I mean, maybe it was a thing where, I mean, is this true? I'm going to have to research this. Is it true that once bears get a taste for a human, they're like feral, like crazy at that point? I, that's what I heard anyway. Washington, in case you're wondering, hasn't had a fatal black bear attack since 1974, the Department of Fish and Wildlife said. They've recorded 19 encounters with humans resulting in injuries since 1970. That's crazy. Yeah, punch that bear right in the fucking face. I got a good career idea for you, lady. <laughs> you should dress like Zangief. And uh, enter the WWE circuit or become a boxer or something, you know, put bear in there somehow too. like make a, a like a bear part of your costume, wear a bear skin, you know, something uh, that'd be cool. See, you can have that idea absolutely free. This is from the Slate Report, former Maine police officer to be sentenced on 14 felony charges. What did he do? You're asking. I don't know, but I saw this guy's mugshot and his uncanny absolutely uncanny resemblance to my high school gym teacher. I had to click on it. <laughs> I know it's not him, but uh, I saw his mugshot and I was like, dude, that looks just like Mr. Roop. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, former police officer. So we're going to learn this together. Former police officer who was arrested for dealing drugs less than a week after he retired from the Cal police department will be sentenced next month on more than a dozen criminal charges. Wow. Man, that's crazy. Jeffrey Bishop, 55, pleaded guilty last month to drug trafficking and furnishing stealing drugs and multiple accounts of receiving stolen, stolen property. <laughs> He's scheduled to be sentenced on 14 felony charges. Damn. In Machias at 8.30 a.m. I know how to say Machias because I saw it in a movie once. Bishop was arrested in February 2021 after he was seen giving drugs to a 17-year-old girl in the parking lot... <laughs> Of a high school in Arrington. Damn, dude. The drugs, which were inside an unmarked prescription pill bottle and were intended for the girl's mother. Oh, okay. He had a side hustle. I see. So he's like, hey, can you take these to your mom, please? She ordered these last week. <laughs> what did it have? 27 acetaminophen and hydrocodone pills, three baggies of fentanyl. If you don't know what the fuck fentanyl it is, it's, it is death in a pill. It's a synthetic opioid 100 times more potent than heroin. It is some dangerous shit. When police executed a search warrant at his home a few days later, they found and seized 15 guns that had been reported stolen. Damn! As much shit as this guy stole? I mean... You guys never noticed that the uh, evidence area at the police station was a little light? <laughs> you guys didn't notice any scratch marks on, uh, you know, crime scene reports where it says, you know, perpetrator had three guns. Oh, never mind. I just counted two. <laughs> you guys never noticed that shit? Wow. They were stolen from a 2016 burglary at the town office where Bishop had previously been employed as a police officer. Oh, okay. He's moonlighting. In all, 35 different charges were filed. Of those, 21 are being dismissed as part of a plea deal 
I hate plea deals. That shouldn't even be a fucking thing. With the state attorney general's office, including several theft charges related to the guns. Among the charges Bishop pled guilty to was a charge of stealing oxycodone that was in possession of the fucking police department. Why? <laughs> this is crazy. What a, what a fucking, wow. Mm. Need more coffee. I'm going to try to mix that meow and ask Cat out. He's going crazy over there. Days after the primary loss, Bishop was seen throwing a political opponent's campaign sign into the river in Cherryfield. This guy's a bit of a loose cannon. In the past, he was convicted of attempted criminal mischief and fined $100. But after months of legal wrangling between his union and the county, he was given a separation agreement, $10,000 in back pay, when he tried to do some political movements. Well, you would have fit right in with politics there, buddy. I'm sorry you didn't make it. <laughs> you do the Here's a pro tip, right? You do all that stuff after you're elected, okay? Did it? You did it backwards. Fucking... <laughs> Whoa, man, what an animal. My God. In other news, before I get into it, first, a question. So if you're playing some hoops with some peeps, right, with your buds, with your pals, and someone beats you in a game of basketball, what kind of person are you? Are you the one to throw up your hands, give them a handshake, say, good game, man, you did really well, good job? Are you the one to kind of hang your head and just get embarrassed and walk away? Are you the one to get all pissed off and say, no, I demand a rematch, man, I was robbed? Or would you kill a person? <laughs> well, there's at least one of those out there. Texas man arrested for allegedly murdering a woman after she beat him in basketball. Wow. I guess you just couldn't take a woman beating your ass, huh? Dallas police have arrested a man for allegedly murdering a 21-year-old woman after she beat him in basketball. Damn. Cameron Hogg, 31, is charged with murder in connection with the shooting death of Asia Womack earlier this month, Dallas police said. Officers were called to a shooting at the 4100 block of Hamilton Avenue, 7.40 p.m., Monday, October 3rd. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, upon, after, uh, upon arrival, they found Womack on the sidewalk. Multiple gunshot wounds. That is insanely tragic. Womack's family told Fox 4 that Womack and Hogg had been friends. The game had gotten heated and trash talk ensued because it's fucking basketball, you wiener. This was supposed to be a friend of Asia's, her mother said. She's, wow, she's eaten with the man. She's fed him. He turned on her and killed her in a vicious way, yeah. Womack had reportedly, uh, was reportedly very skilled in basketball, having played when she attended Madison High School. Senseless, man. You become embarrassed, basically, because a female beat you in basketball. Are you kidding me? So you kill her? Fucking, ah, you deserve to be locked up, man. I'm going to remove this fucker from society. Make sure he never enters society again. Killed her because of a fucking basketball game? That is crazy. It's the world we live in. Very sad. This is from CNET. Wow, CNET's still around? <laughs> That's crazy. These sneakers. Sneakers for horses? What? $1,200? Oh my God, that's a lot of scratch. Sneakers for horses go for $1,200 per shoe. Per shoe! Man, I'm glad I'm not a fucking horse. Sneakers for equines are a thing, apparently. That's weird. <laughs> With holiday shopping season officially underway, you can now splurge to get ruby, chestnut, or bee siscuit, a gift they'll treasure forever. <laughs> versions of popular sneakers that fit, fit horse hooves. Horse kicks, because why not? A sneaker retailer for horses repurposes branded shoes for equines. 
You can custom order a pair of horse-friendly shoes, and they're even recycled shoes, too, on top of that. So they take over, overstock shoes from other companies, and they, I guess, remake them to fit those of the equine persuasion, and they charge a shitload of money. $1,200 a shoe. It'll cost you to get your horse ready for the fashion races. A portion of the sales will be donated to an event called Sneaker Ball Lex, which gives back to local minority organizations. Well, good. At least you're getting some of that exorbitant amount of fucking... You're just redoing shoes. I know people who own horses are... <laughs> usually come from some kind of financial means, right? But it doesn't mean you charge a shitload <laughs> just to re-sew a pair of shoes. That's crazy. I don't know if that... I mean, I don't own horses. I don't know what it's like to own a horse, right? But you got to have some kind of mon you know, monetary substance to be able to do that, you know? Is this normal? Like, is that a normal expense, $1,200? Is, is that like, you know, me going to Huck's and buying a fucking hot dog, you know? Is that just like a ho-hum? Oh, okay, here's $1,200. Is that what it's like to you? But that's crazy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spell, spend $1,200 on a pair of shoes for me. The kicks are crafted by Marcus Floyd, a Lexington, Kentucky-based shoe artist. Hey, Lexington, I'm from Paducah, Kentucky. That's crazy. Just a few hours away from here. On his Instagram account, Floyd posted multiple images of full-size sneakers next to horse-size ones. That's weird. Wearable art designed over a me medical horse boot and covered with repurposed sneakers. Wow. He also listed the shoes in the images. Court Purple Jordan 1, New Balance 650, and Yeezy Boost 350. These appear to be the shoes in the debut collection of Horse Kicks, which will be donated in auction during a uh, Sneaker Ball X. Wow. That's one of the craziest things I have ever seen. They posted one video to its TikTok account, and so far it's glorious. A horse dramatically plops a white, blue, and black Nike sneaker on the ground. Then more horse-ready shoes, which really just like comp like, look like compact version of Yeezys and New Balances, flash on the screen. Your work, <laughs> you, <laughs> you're working hard, you guys. You work that single sneaker, Stella. I haven't watched it a single time without fucking laughing, but I guess that's good marketing, right? Anyway, horse sneakers are already a hit on social media <laughs> with people bringing the jokes. Now nah, these stallions are about to <laughs> what? I'm reading some of these comments. They're fucking amazing. I wish I was as witty as some of the people in like uh, TikTok, YouTube, Reddit, Instagram comments. Maybe because they have time to actually sit down and think about it. They're probably not doing it on the fly. But some of the shit these people come up with, man, like comment sections on anywhere. Look at comment sections. People are so fucking witty. The shoes are fun. But if you don't have a wad of cash to drop on your horse for the holidays, something tells me he may be just fine with a bag of carrots. <laughs> just saying. This is from Yahoo News. Woman with no pants. I like this article already. Woman with no pants uses feminine deodorant as a weapon against a clerk, Virginia cops say. <laughs> Why? What was she doing? A Virginia store clerk. Really? Not taking my coupons? Here's some Summer's Eve, bitch! <laughs> Crazy people. And it's not in Florida. Oh, is it? No, Virginia. Okay, I said Virginia, didn't I? Wow. Someone took off their clothing, attacked a police officer with something that really should never be considered a weapon, and it didn't happen in Florida. That's... Man. Wow. This is the fucking Twilight Zone? 
A suspected shoplifter has been dubbed the aerosol attacker after she used sprays of feminine deodorant against a Virginia store clerk, according to the Stafford County Sheriff's Office. The suspect was... (laughs) The suspect was not wearing pants at the time of the incident. I'm just amazed that this didn't happen in fucking Florida. The wild attack happened just before 5 p.m. on Wednesday, October 19th, at a convenience store... And Stafford official said Stafford is about 45 miles southwest of Washington, D.C. A victim advised a woman attempted to steal over $20 worth of items when store employees attempted to stop her. She sprayed an employee with an aerosol can that just happened to be filled with feminine hygiene products and left the store. Wow. Uh, She was found outside sitting in her vehicle at one of the gas pumps. So she didn't even flee the scene. Not only was she without pants and using feminine spray as a weapon, she just casually sits in her car and wonders why she gets arrested. I think somebody might need a uh, little, you know, mental checkup. Just a little, just a little TLC up there in the old brain just to see what's rattling around in there. Uh, it's, It's amazing. Asked her about the incident and she confirmed she attempted to steal the items, then sprayed the employee with a feminine deodorant. Two-ounce can of fresh, floral-scented, extra-care feminine deodorant spray was also recovered. The product promises all-day freshness control and includes ingredients such as butane and propane. Damn, ladies. Shit. That's what you spray yourselves with down there? Oh, my God. I know you don't use that all the time. And uh, I know women that... You know, it's not, uh, there's a misconception with the feminine sprays and stuff like that. It's not only for women who are cooking a loaf of sourdough in there, but it's, you know, it's just for, you know, to maintain the fresh, keep the fresh, you know what I mean? But it has butane and propane in it. Damn. Just get, <laughs> you guys are spraying yourselves with that shit. Well, as you can imagine, highly flammable. She's charged with larceny and assault and battery, which was being held without bond, you know, obviously. I'm glad she didn't have a lighter. Great job for Deputy Crossett for handling the situation in a cool and calm manner. Well, I'll tell you why she's cool and calm. Because this deodorant promises all-day freshness control. Think about the police officer, okay? They said she did a great job, cool and calm manner. It's because of the spray. There you go. Can it work on everybody? Was this uh, was this officer a male or a female? Did we already see that? Deputy Crossett? Uh, let's see. CC Crossett. I don't see what gender the police officer is. I'm wondering this because I want to know if this works with men, too. The officer was a male. <laughs> the officer was a male. See? It works. Get you some feminine spray and just slather your shit because it promotes butane and propane. (laughs) I said that wrong. It promotes all-day freshness control. You will be able to basically be a crime fighter after you spray yourself with this shit, you know, after the women spraying their mysterious lady parts. And you know how awesome those mysterious lady parts are, you know? It's the best fucking thing ever. The worst sex you'll ever have in your life, men, is still pretty good. So there's got to be something with the spray, right? Try it out. Tell me how well you do at fighting crime afterwards. This is from KCCI in Des Moines, my old stomping grounds. I lived in Iowa for like nine years. DNR says mountain lion sighting in Des Moines was a house cat. (laughs) That's Des Moines. That's Iowa right there. Uh, 
Come on, I'm seeing big ass fucking mountain lion over there. Man, that some bitch is huge. Holy shit. Dale, I think that's a cat. Fuck you, I know what a mountain lion looks like, you stupid ass. That Oh shit, that is a cat. Yeah, De- uh, Iowa. Uh, Des Moines, the Iowa Department of Natural Resources says the now possible mountain lion was a house cat. How the fuck do you confuse those two? How? <laughs> the Des Moines police <laughs> posted on, did they legalize weed? That may have decided something to do with it. Des Moines police posted on Facebook Thursday saying the sighting was reported in the Gray's Woods neighborhood on the city's east side. The DNR confirmed that the video showed a mountain lion, but since corrected their statement, it's a cat. So, wait a minute. The DNR, the Department of Natural Resources in Iowa, they're the ones that fucked this up? <laughs> When DNR experts first saw the video, they believed there was enough possibility that it was a mutant lion. They wanted to warn the pup. How do you mistake a mountain lion in a house cat? How? The video was so grainy and small it was hard to tell. Oh, come on. Let me see this. I'll watch the video here. Are you struggling with a nagging injury? No, I'm not struggling with a nagging injury. Why are we seeing an ad? Oh, boy. I hope all of you enjoy this ad. Hopefully I can mix it out. I wish it was for horseshoes. I would have turned it up. <laughs> mm. Okay, let's see the damn video. That does not look like a fucking mountain lion. That's a house cat. Is it because I know it's a house cat? Maybe that has something to do with it? It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just obvious to me, man. I don't see a mutant lion. I see a fucking cat. Anyway, thank you, Iowa News, for just continuing to play for no reason. I don't see a mountain lion there. I see house cat. This is the Department of Natural Resources. You guys can't tell the difference between a mountain lion and a fucking house cat? Maybe you guys should put the bong down for a little bit. Shit. I don't know. It could be just a, you know, mental thing because I already know it's a house cat, but that did not look like a mountain lion. No. Looked like a living room lion. This is LBC, pedophile who admitted assaulting two young girls is allowed to go on holiday before sentencing. Oh, how sweet. A man who admitted to sexually abusing two young girls has been allowed to jet off on holiday before his sentencing. Matthew Thompson, 48. (laughs) Uh, One of my best friends is named Matthew Thompson. (laughs) I know it's a common name, but it makes me giggle. Pleaded guilty to 10 offenses, including taking indecent images of a child and sexual assault. But he was given permission to fly to Kofs in Greece for a week. A week. Other charges, including assaulting a child under 13 by penetration. I'm not trying to be gross here. I'm just telling you. Assaulting a child under 13 by penetration on 10 occasions. 10 Possession of extreme pornography depicting sexual activity with an animal and sexual activity with a child. Well, let's just, you know, I think everybody needs a vacation. Wow. This is our fucking justice system at work here. Amazing. I cannot believe it. I I just, I'm looking at this guy's rap sheet. Very seldom, very seldom on this show, I am at a loss for words. I always have something smart-assy to say, but... Uh, This is mind-blowing. Let out on bail. He'll be sentenced on November 18th, a few weeks after he comes home from his week-long break, because why not? He's going to Greece for a week. Pleaded guilty to the offenses. Judge, his lawyer told the judge he would still like to go on his pre-booked holiday, 
<laughs> the judge goes, okay. Following the application, Judge Gibson told Thompson, you've pleaded guilty and you will, of course, get proper credit for your guilty pleas in due course when you're sentenced. You've been on bail and I'm not going to revoke your bail simply because you have entered honest pleas. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I raped 13 children. But uh, you know what? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy that tells the truth, okay? I have morals, you understand? Okay? I'm not going to break my moral code just because I rape people, <laughs> especially children, you know what I mean? Judge takes a look at him. Seriously, I'm just mind blown by this. Judge takes a look at, look at him and goes, okay, well, man, he did some messed up shit. Ten counts of penetration under, th- under, under 13 years old. Judge goes, okay, well, he's got the haircut of an honest man. Made an honest plea. Yeah, let's give him a fucking vacation. Unchecked in another country. Cool, let's do it. Thompson will have to sign on with local police as a sex offender when he comes back from, you know, freshly tanned and from his fucking holiday. I, 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 uh, amazing. Amazing. Give the fucking guy a vacation. Jesus Christ. It's from Yahoo News. Mind is just blown. Athens grandmom convicted of trafficking meth. What? <laughs> this is an Athens. Athens. Wow. Well, Greece, you're about to get another winner coming to visit your asses. <laughs> get rid of one? Well, guess what? You're about to get another one. Anyway, on October 22nd, Athens resident has been convicted by a federal jury of trafficking methamphetamine resulting from an investigation and subsequent arrest during which she had a co-defendant attempted to flee law enforcement with a two-year-old grandchild in the car. Man, so you get rid of Kimberly Garcia, 52, of Athens, right? But then uh, we're going to ship you another fucking <laughs> another fucking winner that you're going to have to deal with. That's just, I, I'm sorry I keep going back to that, but that, that just blows my mind. Kimberly Garcia, 52, found guilty of one count of conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute meth and one count of possession of meth, Concluding a trial that began on October 17th before U.S. District Judge C. Ashley Royal, Garcia faces a maximum sentence of 40 years imprisonment and a $5 million fine. Now, I know that uh, Mr. Whack-A-Mole there has not been sentenced yet, but look at this here. Just fucking pay attention to this, okay? Guy who straight up rapes children under 13, has child porn, animal porn, all over the place. And he gets to take a vacation to Greece. Someone in Greece, listen to this shit, a resident there, okay? Listen, okay? That silence was intentional. Gets busted for meth. 40 years. $5 million fine. And they're saying that she's more than likely going to get that. Tell me how much fucking sense that makes. A co-defendant. Corey Gresham, 38, of Athens, previously pleaded guilty to position, position, possession. I just like that word. With intent to distribute methamphetamine, he faces a maximum sentence, again, 40 years, $5 million fine. Sentendings for both defendants, sentence, okay? Both of them will be scheduled at a date determined by the court ASAP. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, Under surveillance, right? They drove together to a Lawrenceville apartment complex July 6, 2020. Garcia was observed entering the apartment of a known meth supplier along with a person associated with the street gang and exiting with a bag. And this wasn't the first time this had happened. But I just wanted to tell you that, just to put some shit into fucking perspective. You know, right after that uh, child diddler story. Tell me, tell me how much fucking sense that makes. 
It's from CBS News. Lana Del Rey says laptop containing her new album was stolen. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Okay, wait, let me read this before I assume anything. Lana Del Rey says she was robbed of a backpack that contained her laptop, which had her new album on it. The singer said, along with the computer, multiple hard drives and a camera were also stolen. A few months ago, I parked my car on Melrose, actually Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles. We know where it is, Del Rey. You don't have to fucking describe it just because, you know. I was parked on Melrose in Los Angeles. That's where it was. I stopped away for a minute, she said on Instagram. One time I left my backpack inside my car. Someone broke in, took everything. Del Rey added that another project, a book she's working on, was stolen as well. I had to remotely wipe the computer that had my 200-page book for, for Simon & Schuster, which I didn't have backed up on the cloud. And despite that, people are still able to remotely access my phone and leak our songs and personal photos. I love that book that I lost with all my heart, put a lot of passion into it. Well, if you're so fucking passionate about it, you should know to make multiple backups. Listen, kids. I have five seasons of this show going. We're about to hit six in February. I've been a musician since I was, what, 14 years old? 15? I've made nine albums, seven of, seven of which that I've engineered and produced myself. You make multiple copies of shit. You, don't, you never know when something's going to be taken or something's going to blow up, something's going to get fried. I'm sorry, Delray. I don't have any sympathy for you in your book, man. I'm a novelist myself. How many books have I written? Fucking 40. You have multiple backups of everything. Just stupidity. You gotta, you got to count on shit like that, especially if you're famous. But don't worry about the leaked album stuff. No one wanted to hear the album anyway. <laughs> don't leave anything in your car again, especially if you're parked in fucking Los Angeles. I don't care if it's Melrose or not. It's L.A. Even if it's just for a moment, don't do it. Right? Just don't do it. Don't leave shit in your car in Los Angeles. Matter of fact, don't leave anything anywhere in Los Angeles. Just don't do it. I am from around that area. No. No. I don't care if you're in the nicest part of the city. L.A. is a fucking shithole, and people will rob your ass blind. They'll pickpocket you without even knowing it. They'll steal the fucking pants off your legs, and you won't even feel it. I'm serious. Fox 35, Orlando. Florida, yay, we got Florida. <laughs> Florida stuff. Is somebody naked? No, damn it. But we have equally, something is equally awesome. Florida middle school students stole $10,000 from grandparents, passed it out to kids. <laughs> You're awesome. Marion County, Florida. The Marion County Sheriff's Office said a 14-year-old student at Lake Weir Middle School broke into her grandparents' safe, stole about $13,500 in cash, half of her grandmother's life savings left over after she'd sold the house. Then the Sheriff's Office said the girl started handing the cash out to people at school. 14 years old? Wow. You got a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you have a, the heart of a philanthropist, don't you? <laughs> If I had that kind of money, that's the last thing I'd be fucking doing. <laughs> hey, man, can I borrow five bucks? I got 13.5, you know, in my wallet. Be like, oh, sorry, man, I don't got shit. <laughs> why, are your gloves, why are your shoes made out of solid gold? Uh, I don't know, but I don't, have, I, don't have any, I don't have a dollar for you, so you can go look somewhere else. You know, that's, that's how I would be. I'm just, I'm, call me an asshole, I don't care. Par parents got a voicemail from Lake Weir Middle School's principal about the incident Thursday, asking the adults to give their kids a call. 
Michelle Spaulding obliged. That's when she was like, yeah, Mom, the kid came up to me and asked me if I wanted $100. You can't buy affection, okay? You can't buy the affection of your friends, especially in school. This is the jungle, damn it, because they're going to expect it. And now they know that you got money or you know somebody that's got money. That's not going to buy you affection. That's not going to get you friends. That's going to get your ass whooped. I'm serious. At least the schools I went to anyway. Coffee. But you're wondering, what's the law going to do about this, right? Well, she's 14. Minor, but still, the young girl is now facing, not shitting you, felony charges for grand theft. Good. Good. Fuck that little shit. Stealing her grandmother's life savings and passing it out to kids? What kind of fucking idiot is she? She should be tried as an adult. Was arrested Friday morning giving a $2,000 bond. Yeah, charges of grand theft as an adult. Deputies and officials at the school are trying to get the money back. They found $2,500 left in the teenager's backpack. One student handed in $200, and at least one other brought $500 back to the front office. Sheriff's office and school officials are asking parents to check with their kids and see if they received any of the stolen money. That's another kind of um, you know faith in humanity thing as well. Kids are actually turning it in. Uh, I don't—like, if that had happened to me—I mean, seriously— Seriously, yeah, I know I joke and stuff like that, but even at that age, if somebody had done something like that to me and I heard, because this is news at this point, you know, that this was some old lady's life savings and stuff, I would return it. I just, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. I'd take a little bit off the top for myself, you know, but I would, uh, but I would turn it in, you know. If I'm handed 500 bucks, I'd just be like, well, uh, faith in humanity fee, $100. Here you go, coppers. That's all I have. <laughs> but that's cool. That you know, I like faith in humanity kind of stuff. Do we have time for one more? I think we do. Uh, skibbity-bop-bow, skibbity-bay. As we know, okay, I saw something on VT. As we know, James Corden recently was kicked out of a New York City restaurant and banned for being James Corden. But now he's trying to explain himself. The restaurant was saying he was the most abusive customer they've ever had. And this is not the first time someone has lashed out against James Corden for being, well, James Corden. He's apparently a fucking little diva asshole. Last week was a bit of a rough week for James. <laughs> and this week feels like he has some splaining to do. On Monday, October 17th, restaurateur Keith McNally stated in now viral post that the UK-born fucking guy with zero talent, in my opinion, was now banned from New York City-based restaurant after being extremely nasty to the staff. I'm glad you didn't put up with that shit. My hat goes off to you, New York restaurant. No, I don't give a fuck how famous they are. Don't, don't, no. Nobody makes enough money to be verbally fucking abused. And the shit that I've heard that James Corden does in these restaurants, how he treats people, unfucking acceptable So, uh, let's see... Where is it? He was lifting the ban after Corden called him up to apologize profusely. Wow, he actually said he was sorry. Little rat fuck. You treat people like that and then say sorry. This bully behavior. I can't stand this dude. I heard he's a nasty motherfucker. Days after his apology, late night host seemed to go back on his remorse in an interview, said, I haven't done anything wrong on any level. I think I'm probably going to have a talk about it on Monday's show. My feeling often is never explain, never complain, which he literally does both, but I'll probably have to talk about it. And talk about it on Monday's show is exactly what he did. What does he say? Um, what's his explanation? Not that I care. Went for breakfast when I absolute favorite restaurant, place called Balthazar. 
Love the food, love the vibe, the service. He hadn't, what? She hadn't taken a bite of it or anything. No worries, sent it back. It was all good. Meal came back wrong the third time. Now he's trying to say that he handled it like a fucking adult. No. I think uh, what's happening is, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm seeing, yeah. I think what's really happening here is James Corden, again, got caught for being James Corden, and now he's going back on it and trying to backtrack. Uh, that's, yep, yeah, that's what's going on. Why do we make people like this famous? These little shits that think that they're all important, you know, once they start getting some notoriety and stuff, especially someone who just has zero fucking <laughs> anything to offer in terms of art or even comedic talent. Why are we giving these narcissistic nutbags any amount of fucking attention? The soon, as soon as James Corden started treating people the way he does, he should have his ass should have gotten the fucking boot. I don't understand it. Some people just should not be famous, should not be in the public eye, should not be given one word of fucking praise because they'll think they hung the moon. Anyway, guys, I will catch you later. That's all we got. Okay. Well, it went by fast. It went by fast. We had fun today. Thank you for listening. And go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things no disclosure related. All the social media links are there as well as a link to get to our Patreon account. We can get early access to ad-free episodes. I never say that, but yes, they are ad-free episodes. Bonus stuff, giveaways at certain tiers, all kinds of crap. Little as a dollar a month. Check it out. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel. Donald Haynes, David Peterson, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. This show would not be around if not for you guys. So, uh, yeah, that is all I got. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one, all right? All right? All right. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. James Corden. Fucking dick. I wanted a pancake in the shape of my face, and you guys messed it up. <laughs> take it back! <laughs> Just take it back. I'm James Corden. <laughs> I'm James Corden. <laughs> Somebody build a statue of me, rub my feet, and tell me I've been a good boy. <laughs> I'm just I'm feeling very vulnerable. Fucker. Did you know it's the basis here? No disclosure, this is Confiscated evidence, no smoking gun. Nothing has a right to know. No disclosure is overjoyed to say that we are sponsored by DistroKid. If you are an independent musician who wants to get their music out there on every streaming platform imaginable, this is the place to go. I'm picky with sponsors. I would only allow one to be a part of this only if I myself use the product and I've released all of my solo albums as well as singles through DistroKid. Only 20 bucks a year, unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. That is madness. <laughs> I can tell you from personal experience and being a musician for a very long time, Record labels do not work that way. As a matter of fact, DistroKid has made history by doing so, marking the first time ever that an artist high on the charts made 100% of their earnings. They're not alone in this. Major record labels are now looking to DistroKid for new talent. My albums are worldwide. Yours should be too. By going to the link in the description of this episode, you get 7% off the first year of an already insane, measly 20 bucks a year to upload unlimited music that you have created and want to share with the world. By going to the link I am providing in this episode's description, you support No Disclosure, you save some money off the first year. Did I mention it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? And you get your music heard, which in the end is the most important thing. <laughs>